Hey everyone, it's Tom here. Welcome back to Alpha Metallica. This is an alphabetical exploration of the greatest band of all time, Metallica. Thank you so much for joining me. In case you've missed the uh, PSA on the first episode, this is going to be a maybe 150, 160 part series where I'm taking every single Metallica song and putting them in alphabetical order and we're going through track by track discussing them. Uh, it's not just going to be myself, I'm going to be often joined by guests I'm going to introduce very shortly. Very excited to have this guy on the show. But I just want to say before we get into this, please follow the show at Metallica pod that's all one word on twitter if you want to get in touch with us you can get in touch with us through there you can also get in touch with us through the email metallicapod at gmail.com um please get in touch with me with any sort of correspondence you have i'd love to hear from you i'll read them out um at the start of the show i'll apply to them personally as well as this is the second episode haven't actually received any mail yet because we're sort of recording a little a few episodes beforehand before we go live but please get in touch maybe you've met metallica what are your thoughts on metallica what are your thoughts on the songs we've covered in past episodes maybe you want to be on the show because there are so many episodes as i said I want to have guests on. I've, I've, you know, I've got, I've got my great friend Alex coming on the show uh, live from Liverpool in a second. But I've got in these first opening episodes, I have an author from Canada. I have a vlogger from Ukraine. Maybe you're just a fan from wherever. I would love to have you on. Let me know what song you want to talk about. We can arrange this through Skype. All that good stuff. So get in touch with me there. What else is there? You can also subscribe to the channel. We're on YouTube. Um, so we're on iTunes as well. There are many, many venues you can get in touch with us. But yeah, this is all about interaction, comment, like, all that good stuff. And yeah, as I say. This is going to be myself often partnered up, and I'm very excited to have the first guest on the show. Is personally a great friend of mine. Um, musically, we have been through much together, and you know we have we have many similarities and many kind of uh, interesting views on, on on various sounds. It's Alex Cottrell. How's it going, man? Hey, thanks very much for having me on the show. I feel like this is us reuniting as a pair. Um, That's because true. we started off doing the infamous radio show back during our student yeah. days. That's true. That's true, man. It's a kind of a nice story how we met. Really, it was it was over music. It wasn't over Metallica. It was actually over post rock, um, which is uh, we were um, we were both went to Liverpool Uni, I should say, quite a few years ago now. God, that God, that time has flew. And um, it was on the first night, as fate would have it, we're in the hall, and it was just some sort of general admin meeting. I can't I can't really remember what it was, but I remember I turned around and something caught my eye, and I I don't even know what it was, but something caught my eye, and I turned around again, and I noticed you behind me, and you wearing explosions in the sky t-shirt and they were sort of this band that in my sort of 18 year old wisdom i thought oh they're my band like you know no no one knows about this band sort of thing and i'm pretty sure we just stopped we just sort of talking from there really and then we kind of you know got discussing onto all these sort of bands but metallica never really came up i mean i have been a metallica fan for a while obviously we lived together for for two years as well do, do you remember me ever speaking about metallica or was that less of a thing i remember you playing some metallica riffs on acoustic guitar and discussing it <laughs> with great enthusiasm when uh, Danny and Sam visited once. I remember you discussing right. Metallica a bit then. Oh, right, all oh, right. So okay. yeah, I'm, um, your, your love for Metallica from, from where I'm standing is, is you know, well known. Well, I would also well, like well, to say that I was yeah. very impressed with the speed at which you completed that opening patter for the podcast, and it was very appropriate. It was, it was done with the ferocity of James Hetfield's downstrokes. Right. I appreciate I appreciate really that did, analogy. Like, fire yeah. out the information in a very short space of time, which was very impressive. Yeah, thank thank you, man. I, as I'm sure quite a few people are aware, this isn't my first podcast. <laughs> this is not my first uh, rodeo, so I'm familiar with Powering getting the 
yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, uh, very much want, like one of his domineering riffs. I'm sort of coming out there for sort of a damage ink kind yeah. of thing, as I'm, as I'm sure that reference will uh, will have some height for some people. <laughs> but um, before we get into the the song itself, I guess um, I'm going to ask every guest this, and I'm not going to assume everyone is a fanatic or you know is that familiar with the band. But y- your own journey with Metallica, Alex, where did it begin? Well, ironically enough, uh, James Hetfield is known for his hatred. Or, I don't know if it's still current, but his past hatred for um, download services for music, particularly ones right. that sort of bypassed the copyright law at the time. Mm-hmm. And I actually discovered my first Metallica song via a lovely old program called LimeWire. Oh, classic. Back in the days when a slightly misnamed file could end up with all sorts of uh, <laughs> demons invading your computer. But on this instance, it was actually a Metallica song that I stumbled across. You know, you're searching through LimeWire and I'm going to find this song and it's in amongst yeah. the dross there somewhere. And I remember um, I remember getting Master of Puppets and Enter Sandman off LimeWire. I admit to doing that. Um, I have later oh, yeah. bought Metallica's music, if that's any consolation. Right, if right. Hetfield is, is Mr. Hetfield is listening, <laughs> very sorry. Um, so yeah, that, I found out that way. I actually found through the dark days of music piracy when I was mm, a mm. Um, you know undereducated youth. Right, right. I mean, it is to be for very similitude. Like James was anti as well, but it very much was Lars's kind of beef. I feel he was kind of the figurehead at that time. But, oh, was it really? Um, oh, was it Lars that was heavy on it? I must, must yeah, yeah. It Lars was definitely the more of a spokesman for their defense of it. And um, I don't know if you saw actually. I mean, um, I, I know as much as me, Alex. You're a big fan of Joe Rogan. Um, did Did you happen to catch James Hetfield on the Rogan Experience recently? I did listen to that episode. Um, I honestly don't remember it too well because I think I was knackered and on a train at the time, so right, it might have right, passed right, me by right. a little bit. But I remember making a point of listening to it for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a really good episode, and I mean they spend a lot of time speaking about beekeeping um, as well as anything else. Hetfield is an, an ardent beekeeper, um, but yeah, they spoke about the sort of Napster thing as well, and it was interesting to hear his take on it because you're sort of like when I was coming up, uh, you know, as a, as a teen or whatever, the same sort of similar age as you downloading. I was like, oh Metallica, fuck you, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna download this and that. But I do sort of see where they're coming from. I, now I'm a little bit older, you know what I mean? Like you know, there were so many bands that were irked by it; they didn't have the voice. Voice and they kind of stood on the front of it, you know. But a lot of people would say, you know, it's ain't my bitch, which which I suppose um, ties us in Great quite segue. nicely to, uh, <laughs> to to this intro track. We are going to do um, an extensive episode on the Napster thing. I'm going to try and do a lot of episodes on various Metallica uh, his- historical milestones, stuff like that. And that's definitely one of the interesting ones. But um, the whole purpose of Alpha Metallica, in a way, is to strip things out of context, not to be mired too much in the history, and just to look at the composition and and, and the song craft. And you know, we get to um, you know our, our second track here. Where I, I did two by two by four solo before, and Give me, give me your general opinions, Alex, because I'm assuming "Ain't My Bitch." You'd never heard this song before. I asked you to listen to it. Yeah, I, I'm not all that familiar with this album, so in some ways, I kind of had that first experience with it. That I think a lot of people must have had when it came out, mm. in that uh, they'd moved towards a sort of southern countrified rock yeah. kind of approach. Um, general views was that it was surprisingly long. I, yeah. I can't help but feel like it doesn't really need to be five minutes long. No. Um, possibly overstays its welcome a little bit. But it's kind of um, it's kind of hearing Metallica go almost a little bit Leonard Skinnerd in places. But it's got mm. a classic heavy riff that was a lot of fun. And the more I listened to it, the more I kind of got into it. Um, 
what did you what do you think of like the the lyrics i think the lyrics are terrible yeah i agree um, i'm glad that you said that yeah yeah <laughs> that's why i asked <laughs> um, you because i was like I think <laughs> shit but i'm gonna let tom say it first <laughs> No, um, and like I wanna, I wanna get across in these early episodes as well. This is not going to be a hagiography, hagiography, however you say that word. Study of saints of Metallica. I'm not going to spend every, you know, every episode going over them. Like I think James can write some fantastic lyrics, but I think yeah. Metallica work best when they have a, a, you know, a paradigm to go through. Whether it be historical, um, you know, songs such as Creeping Death or literary like All Nightmare Long, or James just dealing with just pure emotion. Like I'm thinking of Dyer's Eve or My Friend and Misery which are just about anger and, you know, a displaced um, kind of sense of rejection existentially. Ain't My Bitch, it's such a, like, basic gripe, really. Yeah. And, it, and it's interesting you mentioned the lyrics because I was just um, doing a bit of research before and um, there's an in- interesting article that brought up the fact that Ain't My Bitch gained media attention and notoriety due to its title, which I guess, like, nowadays we kind of take for granted, but the word bitch in a kind of song in the 90s, you know, I guess smack my bitch up, whatever. But I think the assumption was that it was kind of, you know, it must have been about, must have been yeah. about a woman, and that was kind of yeah. very controversial at the time. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, even now in that kind of objectification, you know, it does kind of have some notoriety there. And well, it depends uh, on. Vo- yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it depends on how clear the message is. I think that's the problem with the lyrics is that it would be actually mm-hmm. quite hard to mistaken this to be a tune about a woman when you read the lyrics because they're actually quite yeah. vague yeah oh yeah oh yeah hell 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 of a yeah and uh the, the article continues uh james hetfield later explained that the bitch in the song does not refer to a woman but acts as a metaphor for a problem under this interpretation the song takes on a decidedly different theme dealing with a person who harbors no concerns for other people's problems so you know it's not my issue basically uh you know it's got it's got nothing to do with me i'm gonna sort of live my own life which is just a very I mean, the problem, Alex, I, I appreciate you not too familiar with Load and stuff, but Load definitely marks a move towards the more mediocre in Metallica. And I think Ain't My Bitch is a better song in an okay album sort of thing. And you do see this, like, you know, James, like the lyrics in Metallica aren't necessarily about the turns of phrase so much as the way they sort of encapsulate a certain feeling and idea, but out of my way, out of my day. And then a line that doesn't make sense, out of my, out of your mind and into mine. It's just very, I don't know, very preschool. It also makes it rhyme in a way that it doesn't really make sense because it's like out of my day out of your mind and into main yeah let's <laughs> yeah. pressing on it a little bit i think but mm-hmm. despite that despite the the mediocrity of the lyrics i do feel that he's given a good performance it's a it's quite a good vocal performance and it's full of like theatrics yeah. and bravado which you know it works it suits the tone of the song very well and it actually i think if it wasn't a good performance the lyrics would stand out even more I think mm-hmm. it's his kind of like mm-hmm. twisting of some of the vowels and the like that kind of saves it a little bit. Because I think if it was totally obvious what the lyrics were, it would actually possibly be a bit embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. His delivery does have some venom. It's where it's like, hey, my bitch. Yeah, I think, he, I think he delivers the words very well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. Hatfield definitely is, is kind of barking at the front here. And I, I kind of, it gets a little bit more interesting to me, melodically at least, when the backing vocals are like, headstrong, what's wrong, we've already, like it has a nice sort of tempo change here and there, but I, I agree. I mean, it doesn't kind of do too much for me. I think, I mean, what what is your opinion really on, on, on the risk at the start kind of how the song kicks off it is uh it is a little bit cookie cutter mm. um there's all the kind of hallmarks that you expect from these kind of licks where they got the double stop notes and you know the, mm-hmm, the bends mm-hmm. in the right place we've even got um a slide in the solo which has got to be that's got to be if possibly a first 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it 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 marks kind of um uh kind of re- a little bit of a motif on the album itself. Um, songs like Bleeding Me and Outlaw Torn, you do hear the slide. But I mean, Metallica solos for what they're worth normally are kind of mixolydian mayhem. Really, yeah. you know, they're just kind of like a a blister of notes. I'm not the biggest personally the fan of Kirk Hammett as a soloist. I don't I don't, I don't think he's as creative as say I don't know Marty Friedman, who who's who's Megadeth's guitar player at the time, was a bit more interesting. But I, I don't think the solo's bad here. I think it's definitely something a bit new and a bit different oh yeah i like the i like the sound of it it's kind of deceptively simple um mm. and just using the slide to take advantage of those double stops slide them out put a bend in the right place it's all the kind yeah. of like hallmarks of the style but i think under the the sort of heavy backdrop that uh, metallica provide it it works quite well it's it's fun Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, th- this album, as I say, marks such a departure from what they were. And you know, the album that came prior was the Black Album, yeah, which is you know such a crushing album, incredibly good album, and also and an look, album look, look, look. where the tunes are very long, and it also yeah. makes sense because there is a slightly more progressive element to it. Whereas this is kind of big dumb fun, but it doesn't warrant five minutes of that. It do- it doesn't. Kind of, no, you're a bit of an complete- ordeal. It it does slightly. It's it's mad. This is um you know uh, fourteen songs here, and the album's an hour and eighteen minutes long. Wow! Which is yeah yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's funny you bring up the length because I was just reading actually that um the the length itself is seventy eight minutes and fifty nine seconds, and uh, this is from the Wikipedia. At seventy eight minutes fifty nine at uh, seventy eight minutes fifty nine seconds, Load is Metallica's longest studio album. Initial pressings of the album were simply affixed with the sticker boasting its playtime reading seventy eight fifty nine. So I don't know whether it was just kind of a, you know, something they were proud of. And apparently uh, the Outlaw Torn, which is the final track, had to be shortened by about one minute to fit on the album. <laughs> and it is, you know, and, and Ain't My Bitch, um, uh, Ain't My Bitch is, you know, again, a long song. It's not even in the top half of the longest songs, you know. It's like the fifth or sixth longest song. So there is a lot of kind of numbers on here. And yeah, I know what you mean. It just doesn't really have that kick. The riff itself, though. I kind of like I what I find interesting about it is the way it starts it starts with the dung 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 rather than the chromatic build it starts with that which kind of gives it a slightly off kilter anchor which I appreciate and you kind of have the left right speaker of the two guitars coming in and when they both kind of merge as one it does have quite a nice kick to it uh, you know I, I do quite enjoy the mode there but you have that quite simple which is like kind of you know what like you're warming up and playing guitar and you just play like repetitive two note yeah. riffs to sort of do that like yeah, there's not really exercise, isn't it? Like... yeah 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 i think so and then it has the classic um guitar idea when you run out of ideas for a solo uh, or, or for, a, for a sort of intro riff rather than doing something different melodically just slide it up an octave yeah. you know what i mean just just put it up 12 frets and you know it'll give a bit of a tense to it or whatever and yeah it's i don't mind the riff itself but it is very indicative of this kind of butt rock um, that I said before for 2x4 which is the, the sort of following track for this which you know it's kind of an interesting turn of fate actually where the first two songs of Load are in effect the first two songs alphabetically as well they kind of they, they follow each other and then they kind of reverse follow each other in this and stuff like that but yeah it's it's not bad I mean the tone I quite like I think the sound of the guitars are quite good the production on the track and I think a lot of the other tracks on this album is really good I, it's mm. um, yeah, I believe it's Bob Rock Bob Rock yeah obviously um James Hetfield and Lars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it has a really punchy sound. Um, you can really get that like deep bass that's going on under uh, underneath. It kind of carries the whole thing because it has it's taking advantage of the panning and the stereo imaging that you've got there. And you talked about the way that it enters and the way that it mm-hmm. kind of emphasizes that left side and then punches all in together. And, you know, it's a, it's a 
uses its spacing well, despite the fact that it's not a it's not really like a complicated mix. It's just well recorded mm, instruments. No. I know that Metallica are a band are one that you know they're a band that have garnered a bit of controversy maybe amongst amongst their fans for the way that they've released certain albums. I know that St. Anger and Death Magnetic have received oh yeah you know slightly mixed responses from people due to the <laughs> way that they've been produced and the sound that they've got. Well, I actually think that's one of Metallica's strengths is that despite having quite a recognizable sound they you know their their riffing is quite notorious they're able to inject that mm. into quite a few different styles and although i'm not really a fan of what they've done on load i guess it's better that they've done that and made a step in a slightly different direction than doing what a lot of bands in a similar genre have done which is release the same thing year after year mm-hmm. you know it's like a procedural you know yeah no I, I completely agree they kind of reached with the black album the apotheosis of that sound they were going for essentially the black album was kind of a mainstream metallica album maintaining that heaviness and this really is kind of a not even a claw at the mainstream because they had you know they have such an enormous audience that they don't need to pander to anyone but there's just certain things in this song like there's certain things i love and there's certain things i don't like i, I really like like um you know uh when it's like uh, dragging me down while you're around and when he sings that's so useless and it has that kind of that pulled off very simple riff that very almost i don't want to say frashy but it's probably the heaviest part of the song you're so useless like you know it has it has quite a nice bit to it but is that that yeah 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 that bit that's cool yeah 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 i like that bit but i really don't like alex i don't like time to kiss your ass goodbye i just like james yeah it does it does and it has that it has the back of it time to kiss it's just like i don't know i I think again james is is full of such powerful imagery and it's core this song is quite empty you know and and um i often think obviously when this album came out in 96 uh you and myself we were like four or five years old so we didn't get to appreciate this in the time but i've often thought what if i was a teenager in this time and black album came out and and justice for all i was like the biggest metallica fan ever and it's like oh my god loads coming out oh my god and you put this on and this is the first song you hear this is a song that opens load and just in comparison metallica have always done brilliant brilliant album openers you know stuff from uh battery to to blackened even to fuel which which is on reload after this you know it's quite because i'm frantic i really really like as well um but this it's just it, it's just a bit hollow i think it's it's quite crass um which mm. suits the album art which kind yeah. of uh, you know does uh line up with i think the the butt rock is that you described it as yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. that's that is what it is and i guess yeah. at least they're kind of honest about it and they're giving it a go but yeah. i can't say that it's I can't really say that it is a bit of a, a big hit for a first track on the album. And uh, like you say, having provi- uh, provided such strong openers before, I could see why that might be a disappointment in someone mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't think too much about this song, it, it can be quite exciting. And I think it works best in its kind of intros. And it, it, it is it is too flabby. It, it should be at a three minutes, really. It should be an in-out kind of job. Good for the radio. And though. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Although I think, still, you know, maybe def- even a bit long five minutes yeah, on the radio yeah. a long time i think i think so i think so and um one of the things that's uh so good about metallica that um i'm not sure if you're aware of but they're they're like obsessive statisticians or i should say lars is so basically on their website every single song you get to know how many times it's been played live and, and you know since when basically so ain't my bitch um this is from their website was performed 175 times live it was first played in sacramento california uh, june 4th 1996 it was last played in april 17th 1998 in wellington oh, new wow, zealand so we're coming up then. to tw- 
yeah, 20 years they haven't played this song live. We're coming up to now. And I think people would welcome this. Like, um, you know, I uh, in a little bit of research for these episodes, I always go onto the YouTube um, clips of these songs and see what people are writing. And, you know, a lot of people are quite positive about this song. A lot of people kind of appreciate that it's not, like, it, it's not an incredible song. It's not a disposable heroes or, or, or a shorty straw. Or it's not, like, one of their masterpieces or whatever. But it, it's kind of fun. And, you know, I think this sort of mode that they're in, this kind of southern butt rock, there I say it again, but this kind of reload mode road they're in, they they have done some boring songs in this style that we're going to get onto, and I think Ain't My Bitch is one of the more exciting ones they offer. Is this is what is this what you're going to do? You're going to invite me onto all the episodes with all of the painful yeah. Metallica songs, and I'm going to have to sit through something and be like, this isn't what I remember. I remember really enjoying Metallica. <laughs> No, we're just going to go through Load. Every Load song, I'm just going to have you back on, and we're just going to go through their kind of okay mid-90s record. Oh, no. And um, I, I, one of the one of the things that I like as well, which kind of, you talk about sort of the older Metallica, I like when the song ends, and it's kind of, you have the slide on there, and you have to go and eat my bitch, but the riff is like, dum, oh, I think dum, the ending's dum, dum. awesome, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. the best bit of the song. I mean, I don't mean that in an, I know I could no. sound sarcastic saying that, but like, well, it's um, it is actually in many ways the best bit of the song because it really like chugs down with the dun dun mm, dun, mm, dun dun mm. dun dun, and I think that's the best part of Hammett's performance as well vocally, is that he gets mm-hmm. he's like sounds really aggressive that bit, like he almost sounds like he's a wild animal, like it's kind of you know it works really well. Yeah, 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 it and does. it's over. And there we go. I, I did yeah. it in the end. We got there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's just like, ain't mine, your kind, you're stepping out of time. Like, what does that even mean? (laughs) You're stepping out of time. You know, and uh, it it just, yeah, it's it's just slightly, slightly hollow, as you say, slightly, you know, echoey if you were to tap it sort of thing. But not not an awful song. And um, I'm sure a lot of people will remember this song. Metallica released uh, released loads and loads of great live DVDs. And Cunning Stunts was a DVD they released for sort of the low tour in Texas and this is the song that opens up the tour um so opens up the DVD and they do give a really really good performance of it and you know that kind of like that riff lends itself very lo- very well to hey hey yeah. you know the, from the b- crowd b- and it, Dun, yeah, yeah, dun, and it dun. and it and it gives it gives that chant, and you know I I don't I, I'm trying to think how to sort of end up these reviews really because I don't want to give an arbitrary score out of ten or anything because that kind of reduces it, but I think I guess to sum up really ain't my bitch you know it's not a bad metallica song i i I think i think you know metallica have regularly hit heights of genius in their songwriting and you could never call this anything close to that but it's not awful either i mean i mean what are your closing ideas on ain't my bitch it's it's fun it's pretty forgettable it's got Mm. a cool ending and the fact that metallica have not played it for coming on 20 years i think demonstrates that it's clearly not like a fan favorite people aren't calling out for it and they don't particularly want to play it either and that's just shown through the mediocrity of the composition and the lyrics yeah 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 no i think i think i think that's fair enough i think i think people would welcome this though i think because you know obviously everyone everyone knows load and everyone knows his song so well if metallica would just come out and you know i'm going to be seeing metallica actually later this year um in birmingham and if they like played ate my bitch i'd like that you know what i mean like i I, I wouldn't mind that i hope they put it back in now yeah i want them to put it back in because then you'd be like yeah let's have you know let's have a bit of fun with this one yeah, yeah, exactly. Just kind of like you know, singing along, to, like you in know, a strange sort of keep... way. Like that kind of mediocrity, in the right circumstance, can be fun. It's like you know, it's like going to university mm. and dancing to all of the boy band hits from the late eighties and early nineties. I mean, they're, they're not like good songs, but you, you you're just no. loving the the silliness of it. And I guess that's yeah. that's the best way to enjoy "Ain't My Bitch." 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there, really. And um, I guess uh, I guess before you before you go, Alex, like you are, you should stress, like you know, in your own right, an acclaimed musician composer. I mean, how do, how do people find your stuff? I mean, give us a little resume just before you go as well. Like you've you've done stuff for multiple video games. Is that right? I did the theme tune to this podcast. I mean, what's more prolific you than did? that? <laughs> that's true. That's true. And my other podcast. Oh yeah, as well. and Battle Rap like, Resume. Yeah, and Battle Rap Resume. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in in your own right, man. I mean, like I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Patana, Company of Heroes. It's awesome. Yeah, I started um, when I was at school and did uh, did start in video games there and started in the modding community, writing music, and uh, have done since then. I've you know done a music degree and I've done music for video games and music for theatre and obviously podcasts and people's YouTube channels. Anyone who hire me, basically, I am I'm yeah. pretty easy. You need some music, I'll give it a go. Um, no, no. But yes, in all seriousness, um, you asked me how I, how do people find my stuff? Was the question. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I'm I'm usually attached to some other medium. I'm usually serving some kind of project. So for uh, you mentioned Paterna which is a, a PC game available on Steam for a very reasonable price, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, that was just a, a, someone that I knew from the modding community, someone who had gone on to become you know, a sort of professional developer. And uh, so by attaching myself to that property, in a way, I, I've had yeah. people heard, hear my music and sort of comment on it. So there's a slight advantage in doing something to service a project in that a certain element of the marketing is done for you because you're just part of a larger a larger yeah. piece so that's usually how yeah. people find my stuff and and i mean in terms of seeking you out via your website your twitter that sort of stuff uh yeah if you want to if you're interested in seeing about my music then you can go to my website which is alex hyphen cottrell c-o-t-t-r-e-l-l.com and then i'm on you can find me on facebook just under my name and i'm on twitter at cottrell music so yeah, Excellent. hit me up if you I, want to. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I urge people, as 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 Alex said, you know, he did the theme to this and my other podcast. And um, you're, you, I mean, you're not necessarily doing it as regularly as you were, but you were quite the quite the podcaster as well, weren't you? Um, oh yeah, doing I a thought, doing a brilliant brilliant wire podcast. Yeah, so I, some year, uh, well, I say some years ago, what a year, eighteen months, two years ago. Yeah, uh, I started a podcast with a good friend of mine, obviously a good friend of Tom's as well. Actually, we all knew each mm-hmm. other through university. Um, guy called Toby Huntingford, and the two of us, we were big fans of The Wire, the HBO series, mm. and uh, there just wasn't, at the time, a podcast that we could find that analysed every single episode. There was some sort of season-by-season remarks, um, but yeah, we really wanted to delve deep into what the show had to offer, and we decided to just go through every single episode, and I think it was about 150, 160 hours in total that we discussed Jesus. it. Um, and yeah, we just went into all that. It was called Caught on the Wire. And yeah, um, yeah. so, yeah, I, if you've heard, maybe there's some sort of leap uh, leapfrogging through podcasts. So someone has like listened to Battle Rap Resume. So now they're listening to this and now they might listen to Caught on the Wire or they listen to Caught on the Wire and then they heard about Battle Rap Resume and it kind of went from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, on, on Battle Rap Resume, I'm I had a little the... Network. Um, yeah, well, I had the current champ of um, of England of Don't Flop of the of the UK, Soul, wow. and we were, we were speaking about the Wire, and he knew your podcast. Okay. I recommended it to him, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, I listened to it. Yeah, oh, it's cool. great." So okay. yeah, there is that there is that nice synergy there. But um, Thanks Alex, for the love this soul. has been yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mister Soul, soul uh, is it? Just I'm soul? sure he's uh, uh, just Soul, okay. just Soul. Um, yeah, Sir Soul. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, so I will be back next week. We'll be tackling uh, with Andrea, um, who is a Ukrainian incredible bass player, Metallica vlogger. Going to be awesome to have that guy on. We're going to be tackling the much better song than Ain't My Bitch, which is um, Death Magnetic's All Nightmare Long. Incredible song. Like I've always liked that song, but listen to it more and more this week. It's got me even more pumped. It's a fantastic, fantastic piece of work. But Alex, I'm sure I'm going to have you back throughout this run, and I promise um, it won't be as butt rocky next time there'll be uh, less kissing ass and more riffing but this has been great man thank you so much for joining oh, it's me it's been a pleasure thank you very much for having me just um, better tune next time and I'll uh, I'll be right there alright all right. thank <laughs> you man thank you and I, sh- I should emphasize at the end follow us at MetallicaPod MetallicaPodcast at gmail.com please subscribe please like please comment all that good stuff but thank you guys and we'll see you next week see ya